0: Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before, started from the very beginning, got through seasons 1 through 9 and 41 and now 42. I'm Patrick.
1: And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 42, episode 4, The Vibe of the Tribe. Which I actually paid attention to this week to figure out who said that,
0: yeah, me too,
1: yeah, we start immediately after last week's episode, as usual. um Daniel kind of knows that he that it was a rough tribal council, but he does not want to discuss it yet. He wants to wait until morning, and everybody else is like, "No, but let's just talk about it now, yeah, uh-huh, um yeah, he's a bad negotiator, we've seen, <laughs> yeah, um, so they talk a little bit. Uh, High points out that um Jenny and Mike were both blindsided at the vote as well as like, I mean, obviously like High found out information there. So like it was lots of blindsiding all around um, Mike. They disc- say that like everyone
0: was blindsided, which I think is true, except for Daniel. Like Daniel's the only one who should have known what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, I think that was and- the point kind of.
0: Right. But like, it made me realize that like, oh, literally everybody was surprised except for Daniel and I guess Chanel. But like, Daniel handled it so poorly for being the one with all the information. I hadn't considered last week that like, he was the only one that actually knew everything.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't even like he was the one that we saw in in the season we just watched. Season nine, there was like an early vote that was... Um, what the was Dolly, Dolly oh, yeah think. where Dolly was split and she was like I'm the I'm the uh like switch vote I'm the one that's in between I'm playing like with both alliances and then they voted her out it wasn't even like that because it's not like he was I guess he was like purposely playing both sides of the alliance but he wasn't I don't know I just feel like he wasn't playing both sides of the alliance like yeah. he was kind of in both sides but he wasn't controlling anything
0: I also am now realizing that I'm a little bit wrong, I think, because there is a moment later in this conversation where High says that, like, High switched his vote and the plan was for High to vote for Mike and Lydia vote for Jenny. Uh, And so Daniel, what, like, Daniel did not expect a tie vote there. Daniel expected a 2-1-1 vote Mm -hmm. because he thought that High and Lydia were splitting. And so there is a kind of... Daniel was a little bit blindsided by that, I guess.
1: Yeah. And um, what was I gonna say? Oh, there is there's a good line from Mike here where he said like they were around the fire and it should he was like, it's not like Kumbaya, it's like holy crap I uh. so Yeah, that was fun.
0: That is fun. There's also a point when Mike is confronting Daniel and is like, You lied, you like, you lied to me. And Daniel was like, You were my number one. I lied to you a lot. It's like I you're saying that as if that's okay. Like this person is mad at you. Uh I just really liked Daniel being like, Yeah, I lied to you a lot.
1: Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we head off from there to the next day. Just like, I just have us like going basically right into the reward challenge. I don't know yeah. if that's yeah. So this one is three people from a tribe are all tied together in this like braided rope that they have to untangle um by like moving their bodies around each other and over obstacles and stuff like that. And then they're they have to like lasso the sled with some balls in it, and then shoot baskets. First tribe to win gets ten freshly caught fish, or as or Jeff says, they are decently sized fish. We learn later there's some pretty good sized fish. Uh, like
0: that's so much fish. Yeah, like too
1: much fish. Um, Roy and Chanel uh, are extra members on their tribes, so they sit out for this one. We haven't seen from any of the sitting out people. They haven't shown us anybody, like, looking for idols while they're sitting out.
0: Yeah, I've been intrigued by that, too, um, especially because last season there was the, like, and by last season, I mean season 41, there was Jeff breaking the fourth wall and, like, being like, we had an advantage at the sit-out bench, uh, and this is not a thing here. I wonder, though, if that doesn't really happen until individual challenges, because... No, because
1: then there wouldn't be a sit-out bench
0: well like no there was the time that xander sat out it was just like i think it was uh oh because they had like the it was weird... like down to, it was after merge it was like down to nine and it was like we're gonna have a team of four a team of four and then one person sorry you're just sitting out yeah that's right but now it would be like uh really unfair to the tribe that has less people that just like none of them get to oh
1: that's a good point
0: look for an advantage yeah. Give, giving even more advantage to the people that are already up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, So Taku just like destroys this challenge and is crushing it, as Jeff says, which is the tribe with Jonathan. He's like a challenge beast. But this challenge wasn't just Jonathan. Like this was all of the tribe working really well together. Yeah. Um, They each have and- to shoot baskets at the end. So like everybody has to participate in that part too so it's not just that like he can be the he has to be the only one to do it um and they this team taku won the challenge finished the challenge before either of the other team got their like sled lassoed to like pull to them and shoot baskets so it was like a very strong win um, yeah. the other tribes both said like it had it like, cuts to both of them that they were like whispering or saying to each other like how did they do that so fast
0: yeah, Jeff makes a comment saying that they it it seems like they've been practicing it, which obviously mm-hmm. they have not. But right, like it was so fast.
1: Yeah, and the other tribes during like the wrap up of it, kind of like call out Jonathan. Uh, somebody maybe Tori Drea specifically. I was gonna say somebody calls him a Goliath. Is that Drea? Oh, yeah, that's Tori. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. like refers to him as Goliath later somebody refers to him as Thor so he's really getting some nicknames this week yeah Uh, but yeah they like call him out as like which uh this is a weird challenge for that just because it wasn't all him in this challenge like it has been in other challenges this was like a team effort but then Jonathan goes off and he is a I think he is like pretty humble but he talks about how like it was a group effort they're super super strong group of four bonded so tightly Um, And he's getting like weird looks from his tribe, which we see immediately. They're like, Hey man, what the hell? Like, don't tell everybody else that we're like so strong. We can't be split up because then we're going to be on the chopping block. And he's like, yeah, I kind of messed up on that one. I, uh,
0: I am just realizing this now. And I doubt that Tori meant it like this at all. But, uh, so I saw something on uh, Reddit, I think about like, um Jonathan is such a challenge beast that it like psychologically affects the other players where like even in this challenge where it was definitely not just Jonathan they felt defeated before they even started Mm. um and like that may have been a thing and interestingly I don't know if Tori met for this or not but that is kind of how like David and Goliath works biblically of like goliath does not go and beat a bunch of people goliath just like intimidates the israelites until david stands up to him um and it's more of a psychological like intimidation thing which is kind of true like that is jonathan is not doing that on purpose but he is just very intimidating i think
1: yeah oh yeah i uh katie and bianca haven't watched the episodes yet but last night we were talking about it and i just like pulled up and fast forwarded to the ladder challenge from last week just to show him show them like how dominant he was in that and then same thing with the immunity challenge from this episode with him pulling the boat swimming Um, yeah damn yeah so he yeah he is very strong there is a line somewhere in this episode that like or no maybe it's not in this episode maybe it's from the ringer podcast talking about how he even though he is like a challenge beast and so that puts a target on his back that because challenge wins come with food sometimes People are too hungry to want to get rid of them. Like they need the wins, and so they're going to keep them around for a bit. Yeah, which
0: played into this episode. Uh, so yeah, Taku wins and goes back and enjoys their fish, and has ten like giant fish, a couple of which I was able to identify because I played way too much Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> saw a red snapper on there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> um, but then I was like spoiler alert they also dominate in the immunity challenge which is also pretty physical and it's like well yeah everybody else is like had zero calories for the last week and they just had a fuck ton of protein
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that'll help a lot um i wonder do you think production messes with challenges if they notice something like this happening so this is what like three, four challenges in a row, three challenges in a row that Taku's just destroyed. Do you think production, like in planning, like maybe they have it all planned out and they can't really move pieces around just because it all happened so quickly. Or do you think they're like, okay, this tribe is not the best with puzzles. So let's have the next challenge be more puzzle focused to give the other tribes a chance.
0: So I don't think it is all set in stone that they can't change anything. Like I think that there's probably some planning involved because I have to like get everything ready for that challenge and everything. But I think that they can probably move some pieces around. But if they do that, I'm a little bit less, uh, I don't know, like gracious than you in that. And that I think like Jonathan dominating makes good TV and they think that that is cool. And so they might make it more likely that that can happen rather than less likely.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: That's also based I guess it's also of,
1: different and, because his tribe, They haven't been dominating the whole season. Like his tribe was the first one to be down two people. And so like, yeah, they haven't just been winning the whole time, I guess.
0: That's true. I, uh, part of that, I guess, maybe pessimism, but like realism is what I would call it. I guess it comes from the, the ringer podcast this week talked about, they had a guest who was on another season, uh, I don't remember what season they were on um but they they talked about how that season seemed orchestrated for a certain returning player to Mm -hmm. like dominate and do really well um and it like seemed like the producers organized this person around or organized this entire like season in these challenges around this like one popular returning player um where yeah, I could see producers being like, "Yeah, we want to show Jonathan off because this is wild."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Um, from Taku, we go to Ika. Um, see some life around here. They showed enough here that I was like, "Oh, they're definitely the ones losing later in the episode."
0: Uh-huh. T- uh huh. It it was like a real close finish at the challenge, but I was like, "But it's gonna be Ika." Yeah, like, like I feel,
1: and I feel like it. I was surprised by that just because they've. I feel like with these newer seasons, they do a pretty good job of keeping it pretty split. But this season they've had, there's like multiple episodes in a row where we like almost completely don't see one of the tribes. It's like this episode, we didn't see hardly anything from Vati other than like the opening few minutes after Tribal Council from last episode.
0: I mean, yeah, that's true. But I also think that those opening few minutes were like, I feel like we got a lot in those opening few minutes.
1: Yeah. I I felt like last season there were several episodes where I was like at the challenge. I was like, man, I really don't know who's going to win this. And this one, it was like, or who's going to lose it, I guess. Um, And it's been a little bit more obvious in the past couple episodes of this season. Yeah. Just based on the editing. Um, So there's just like talk around camp. Romeo It shows some stuff that Romeo gets annoyed with Roxroy because Roxroy is like, kind of like bossy or like everything he does ha- is the right way to do things and that stuff other people do is not usually the right way to do things. Um, we see Swati wants to get rid of Drea because Drea has an extra vote, which brings power. And so she wants to not have that around. Um, Tori wants to Tori kind of wants to work with Drea, but doesn't want to work with Roxroy. Um She said she called Tori does a little bit of some like armchair therapizing here where she says Roxroy's a narcissist. Um, If it was one of her clients, she would tell her clients to like get out of a relationship with a narcissist, but that she can't because she's stuck on an island with him. Um, Which was
0: really gross. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Because her like, she says she's a therapist. And so like, I feel like just doing casual um, diagnoses. Yeah. Just like, yeah. To the camera is not professional or good,
0: yeah. I was, uh, I've kind of liked Tori like until that point, I think. And I was like, mm, okay, no, I, I was never really like a huge fan of Tori, but I was like, okay, maybe she'll grow on me. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna like this person, I don't think,
1: yeah. Um, what else do we get in that section? Um, Tori talks to Roxroy, so like Tori. I think she's like trying to cause some, she knows she's on the chopping block. And so she's trying to like shake things up a little bit. She tells Roxroy that Drea has more information than what she's told him. And Roxroy and Drea were pretty close. And so like, she just wants to like make him start having some doubts there. Um, so, and she's trying to get him to flip and work with her instead of with Drea. Um, and Drea finds out that she said this. And so she's mad at Tori now. And so it's just like all sorts of stuff going around here.
0: Yeah. She does specifically tell Roxroy about Drea's extra vote and seems genuinely surprised that he doesn't know, Mm -hmm. Uh, which just, like, showed me that Drea obviously trusts Tori enough with that information, but doesn't trust Roxroy, but Tori thinks that Drea is working more with Roxroy than with her, and this entire tribe is a mess. Like, Mm -hmm. they which we will continue to see throughout this episode but they like they don't have any really solid alliances they kind of do by the end of this episode but like it's it's messy and weird and uh
1: yeah yeah it's so from drive. yeah we get a little bit more time with them later but before that we go to the immunity challenge um uh, Marianne repeats her f- weird phrase um from her beware advantage um, doesn't do it quite as smoothly as she did the first time. I think, like the I first think time she did she it,
0: did it. Uh, what does she say? Magnificently.
1: She did not. I think it was so much. I think it was. She stumbled over it a lot more. I did not think it sounded as good.
0: Oh yeah, no, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, she's she says masterfully. Yeah, she says that she masterfully used her phrase again, and I was like, mm, you did not, you didn't.
1: They brought up, and there's a good point that I didn't actually think about, but that was brought up on the Rainer podcast that she shouldn't have said it. Because like people out there already know she has said this weird phrase. And so now it's her turn to sit back and wait for other people to start saying their phrases and then she can chime in unless there's a rule that says like, once you start saying it, you have to keep saying it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that there is some confusion, uh, even amongst the players of like what is required and what is not. Cause I think that Marianne thinks that she has to say it. And Mike thinks he does not have to say it. Right. And I think that the producers are kind of like, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah, that is definitely not clear. Um, <clears throat> so this challenge has two tribe members in a, or has like, yeah, I think it's two tribe members in a boat. The other two are tethered to the front of the boat in the water right. and they have to swim and pull the boat. Um, and they eventually like get to the spot where they have to like climb up this platform and grab some keys which will eventually take them to a puzzle that they have to unlock and assemble of this like hanging fish. This is a super cool puzzle.
0: Yeah. I was like, this puzzle is amazing. And I feel like I've seen puzzles similar to this that are not meant to be hanging, but like, just like blocks of wood that you put together as a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet you that you could make one of those and just like put an eye hook on the end and make it into a hanging puzzle yeah. pretty easily. Um It was so cool.
1: Yeah. So this is where we see Jonathan just as a beast again. Um, It's him and Marianne tied to the front of the boat. So those two together are supposed to like swim and pull this boat. And he just like is such a strong swimmer compared to Marianne that there are multiple shots of him pulling the boat where Marianne tied to the boat, supposed to be in front, also pulling is like on the side or literally at the back of the boat because he's pulled it so far ahead of her. And she just like can't keep up. Yeah. Which we learned, maybe this was from the Rainer podcast also. I think somebody there mentioned he was a swimmer.
0: Yes. Uh. Yeah. I also saw his um uh, Ochekis oh, interview. His application. His survivor application. Yeah. Video. Oh yeah. I found. I saw online. Um. And he talks in there about he got a full ride to the University of Alabama. He got a full ride to the University of Alabama, um, on a swimming scholarship. Uh, which I'm like yeah okay a very very good swimmer is going to be very good at survivor like that specifically mm-hmm. is a very good skill to have on survivor
1: and also on his like bios that we went through before the season his hobbies are listed as working out spear fishing, and surfing so i mean surfing is going to particularly deal with a lot of swimming through like waves and stuff so that explains a lot of that also yeah. i'm reminded looking at his bio that his what is something we would know if we would never know from looking at you was I can sing an amazing rendition of The Little Mermaid's Part of Your World, which I forgot that was him. And I'm just like really like Jonathan, because I love that song. That's like one of my favorite Disney songs.
0: That is a great song. And also like not what I would expect from him. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, is the question. But uh yeah, that I like Jonathan a lot. Mm-hmm. His also his uh like. Application video talks a lot about how, like, from a very young age, his parents taught him to work hard, and he would like go to this like giant, like, hill slash mountain by their house. And his dad would make him and his brother run up the mountain. And if they stopped, they had to do it three to more times. Um, which is, yeah, Chris just like rolled his eyes and shook his head. And I was, well, they was telling the story about them being this like, Having this amazing work ethic and this being drilled into him as a kid. And I was like, this sounds traumatic.
1: Yeah. They showed that in like this episode tonight or this week's episode with uh, like doing push ups and pull ups. And I think they, yeah, they showed it as like a feel good, like family thing. And I was like, I don't think that's getting across what you think it's getting across because that sounds awful.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, you were like, yeah, that's rough.
1: Mm -hmm. I I mean, the man is ripped. So, worked out I guess and he seems like a genuinely nice guy he seems humble so like things worked out for him but that doesn't seem great
0: yeah i'm interested i want like a loved ones visit which i know that we won't really get because of covid but i i want to see what his relationship is like with his parents now
1: yeah um
0: i also found out so the group that i was watching this episode with uh at one point asked what does it mean that he's a beach company owner?
1: Uh, I assume like a surf shop or something.
0: That's also what I assumed, and I think it's part of that, but it's also uh, like beach
1: houses. Uh, and it's okay. both. Um. So, uh, yeah. So his swimming in that challenge helps pull their tribe way ahead of people, so they get to the puzzle well before anybody else. But like we, you can definitely see that the puzzle is where they struggle here because they they still win but it wasn't as dominating as it should have been because they like really slowed down at the puzzle section. So that's where it'll be interesting to see how that goes in some more puzzle heavy competitions later. Um, The other two tribes are pretty close. Uh, Vati. No. uh, Ika gets to the puzzle second, like pretty far ahead of Vati. Actually, they have a big lead going into the puzzle, but they also suck on the puzzle and. Vati is able to get there, assemble their puzzle, catch up, and pull second place off, sending Vati to, to Tribal Council.
0: Vati is so far behind because at the platform where um, they have to run up to, like, the second story, jump off and grab their key, Lydia just can't get there. And it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a pretty good jump. They have to, like, jump this platform and reach up, like, a foot or two to grab this key. And she just, I mean, she's shorter than the other contestants. Than many yeah. of the other contestants and so it makes sense but yeah many shots of her just like jumping and completely whiffing like not even close to grabbing the key
0: the first couple times that people jumped and grabbed the key i was like man it, i would be so scared of missing that key and just like embarrassing myself and then immediately after lydia did that like twice mm-hmm. i was like man that is uh that's rough it is hard
1: yeah so it's very good it's good for her that they ended up winning, pulling out the win which is nice
0: in part um, because of her puzzle skills too
1: Yeah. There's also a minor moment, but they showed it of when they got the boat to the puzzle piece for their tribe, uh, Mike and hi, were not puzzle people. And so they were just like sitting there like exhausted because they were just like swimming and pulling the boat. And they had like a bonding moment of like, man, I can't believe we just did that. I love you, man. And they like hugged each other. Yeah. Uh, So that was interesting, especially after last week's episode of them like On opposite sides of the vote at Tribal Council,
0: that is why I didn't mind not getting as much Vati this episode because Mm -hmm. we got in that spot part in the beginning, which I don't think really we really talked about. There was this thing of like Hi and Mike kind of hashing it out and being like, "Yeah, no, we thought you were against us. We thought you were against us. Like, let's just work together now." And they developed this bond, and then we saw that like be a real human moment kind of bond in this challenge.
1: Yeah. Um, I did think with their, with, this is going back to Taku with their huge advantage going into the puzzle and then not holding that, uh, like distance while they're on the puzzle kind of magnified how much Jonathan is the one, like getting them these challenge wins with like all of the physical aspects of it. Um, so I don't know if that'll come up again, just with his domination. I mean, they've already talked about it this episode, but like that made it clear that it was like, okay, the physical stuff is why they're pulling ahead because of Jonathan. And then even with the puzzle stuff, like they're not super strong on that either. So we'll see.
0: I, I wonder though, if uh, they had Omer and Marianne doing the puzzle. And I wonder if like Lindsay would have been better at it. Cause I don't remember them being like particularly bad at puzzles before, but I yeah. like I also don't think that they were that bad at this puzzle. It just like that slowed them down a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um. Maybe, maybe Omer's weak. I guess he and Marianne, I don't know. Like last week, they were two in the water that like struggled big time with like trying to keep up with the rough water. I mean, everybody yeah. did, but like those are the two that Jonathan had to go back and like carry to the ladder. And then yeah. this week with the puzzle. But I mean, they still did it. They still got the win, um, which gives them immunity. Vati got immunity and then Ika's is going to tribal council. So we had a little bit of time on Ika Beach. But before, before that...
0: We get everybody leaving that platform and going back to their prospective camps. And we get, yes, an amazing shot that the producers decided to leave in for the audience of like everybody jumping into the water and Omer just belly flopping right into the water. We rewound to watch it again because it was
1: so good. (laughs) I I laughed a lot at that too. I feel like this, it's not like the first time, like we feel like we see that fairly often of just like something about jumping off a platform into the water. People like do this, like thing where they're like, oh yeah. Like people dive off this. Right. And so they like kind of pretend like they're going to do a dive, but they don't know how to dive. And so it just ends up being like a belly flop right onto the water.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. There's always kind of like a I'm gonna run in midair also while mm-hmm. I'm while I'm jumping off. Yeah. That I never quite understand. It's like a mix between like a dive and the like high school musical jump camera shot, you know, mm-hmm. at the same time. And you can't do those at the same time.
1: Um so back at Ika, we get some more just like going around hearing what's going on, who's gonna get voted off. Um Tori tells Romeo that swati told her that she was next that like tori was gonna get voted off next and Romeo's like he's basically like what the hell that was supposed to be a secret like why would she tell you that uh uh-huh uh and then there's a pretty fun montage i don't know about fun a cool montage of like i think it was fun people talking to each other and being like yeah swati said that i'm her number one and they're like wait no she said i was her number one it's kind of almost like the spider-man like pointing fingers at each other like wait no me no me and then we we see an actual montage like that they're not full of shit like actual clips of like swati with each of them individually being like yeah you're my number one like let's do this
0: and Uh, in some of them it's like they're walking back up to camp and she like stops and it's like just so you know yeah like you're my number one like it seems random that she's just telling people this all the time
1: yeah when they showed that I was like okay well obviously Swati's gonna get the boot right like everybody's yeah, gonna uh-huh. flip on her hair
0: I was surprised that there was not more of like more paranoia I guess because we then knew as the audience that this was true but I feel like if I was like Romeo or something I would be like are you just trying to make me not trust Swati or mm-hmm. what's happening here uh and maybe I'm just jaded because we just watched season nine where like Julie and Twyla kind of had that thing where Julie was like, "Oh yeah, they 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 asked me about a final three too." Um, And so yeah, I would just be like,
1: "Okay." Well, we get a little extra suspicious of Tori. Well, we get a little bit of yeah from like Drea, because that's where that like watching through it, I'm like, "Okay, well, it seems too obvious it's Swati," so like something's going on here. And so then they give us a little bit more footage to make it not seem so obvious of making it look like that Drea is split between like believing all that stuff and voting Swati out or voting for Tori, which was like the original plan. Um, So we had a tribal council to like have this hash out. Jeff starts us off by saying, Drea, what's the b- vibe of this tribe?
0: That's the name of the episode. Man, we haven't, I haven't done that little song in a while.
1: I know. Uh, I completely forgot it existed until I just had that quote written down. And I was like, oh, we should probably do that.
0: Uh-huh. I think. I am personally of the opinion that if you are going to name the episode after quotes in the episode,
1: it needs to it's be verbatim. to
0: use Jeff's quotes.
1: Oh, I think it should also be like verbatim because I think it's called "Vibe of the Tribe," but his quote was, "What's the vibe of this tribe?"
0: Oh, yeah, that's also true.
1: Which I guess a title of "Vibe of This Tribe" would sound weird, uh, but then also like, yeah, don't do Jeff's quote. Like, holy yeah. crap, Ayah would be good, except the spelling of it looks weird. And so it's like doesn't come across unless you hear it. Maybe that's probably gonna be the name of our episode, though. So
0: and that's also like that's about Vati where they probably wanted something more about Ika.
1: Yeah. Um, but so, like,
0: you're my number one would have been a great episode title for this.
1: Oh, that would have been good. Um, so Jeff asks that uh, to Dre. Dre says that they, she doesn't really feel like the tribe has a vibe yet. Um, That they're kind of like all spread out, which we mentioned earlier. Also, Tori kind of agrees with this, but is hopeful that tonight will help. Um, and then like Swati like kind of starts talking vaguely about like people blindsiding people and stuff like that. And then she basically just like makes it very obvious she's talking like throwing shade at Tori and talking shit about Tori. Um, meanwhile, like during this conversation of those two kind of going at it, Romeo leans into Drea and whispers like, Hey, are you going to use your second vote? She says she doesn't know yet. Um, and it's just a little bit more of like Swati and Tori kind of like going at it. Swati throwing a lot of blame on Tori and Tori not really knowing like what she's talking about. Swati's like doing some line here, right? Like she's just like,
0: It was Swati's idea to blindside Drea. Yeah. We saw that last episode, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: And so she was like. Tori is also lying, but Swathi is like not doing herself any favors. (laughs)
1: Um, and then my or not Mike, uh Roxroy chimes in and says that like he sides with Swathi here and says that he wants to like commend her and how he's very proud of her because when she came, when the show started, when she came here, she said that she was very shy and doesn't like to speak out much. And then clearly, like, she's doing lots of that right now. Um, and I, well, I wondered at the time, it turns out I was wrong. I was like, is he, is this real pride or is he just trying to make her feel comfortable? No, because he knows that she's about to get voted off and he doesn't want her to use like the shot in the dark or anything like that. But uh, I don't think that that was the case. Like, I think this was probably real pride in her.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. And I mean, he, he voted for Tori and there's a, there's a preview for next week's episode that talks about them it's like romeo talking to Roxroy about like here's why we did not tell you this plan
1: yeah um i feel like there's something else i was gonna say with that oh uh so like swati saying that she is shy and doesn't like to speak out and stuff and then like her demeanor here didn't come across like that which could just be that like she is opening up or that it was just a bunch of bullshit that she told him that she was shy as like a game thing
0: uh i bet that it was real I also think that sometimes shy means I am shy until I get to know people or until I get comfortable. Yeah. And now that she has spent nine days with this same six people nonstop, that she's a little bit more comfortable.
1: Um, yeah. So we go to votes. They show us that Tori votes for Swati. They show, I wasn't sure how it was going to play out with Drea. It looked like she had both of her like vote things laid out, but she only ended up voting once. So she did not use her extra vote um and then which we is find, the
0: right move she didn't yeah, need to
1: yeah Um, and then we find out when they go to count the votes that uh swati used the shot in the dark um it looks like maybe the show has switched over to instead of them opening it they hand it to jeff because that's what happened again this time um and jeff opens it up and reveals that she is not safe um she says when she pulls this out she says it's not that i don't trust my alleys i just don't trust tori um and she's not safe uh which is the f- third time this season we've seen it no yeah right the just third, third time. time yeah zach
0: Mariah um, and Swathy.
1: yeah so the odds after see like shot in the dark three times in a row the odds that it has never that it's been not safe every time is uh like 58% so it's only like 42% chance that we should have had at least one like immunity by now with that so still odds are in their favor but with one more like if you had it four of them odds are that at least one of those would show immunity at some point Um, so we'll see but I mean now that those are in the past it's not like we can't really probability-wise group them together as a four again but whatever Um, I saw a nice chart online that was like a chart of like probability with one of them two of them three of them four of them and it was like this is where we're at right now yeah so like with any more basically is where you're gonna get outcries from fans of being like okay you need to change this up because this is not doing what it's meant to do like i guess i mean it is it's just like less exciting if it's just always not safe every time
0: yeah i agree that it's not as good of television i struggle a little bit because like on the ringer podcast they were saying that it should be like one in three or something like that yeah and I, I was like i that's too it it's that's like giving everyone an immunity idol like mm-hmm. that's that's too much i want it to be a real shot in the dark of like right. i i have no other options this might end up saving me where more than that you get people just being like eh, i'll play it because it's a little risky Or something like that like i want it to be i have no options and i know my vote doesn't matter i'm gonna try this
1: right and i think which is how it has
0: been used every time this season
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see if it gets carried forth to other seasons i would guess we'll see it more this season just based off of how often we've seen it this season already um and i wonder if it showing if anybody gets saved from it if that would lead to the show wanting to keep it more or less, like if it comes up three more times and every single time it's not safe, if the show's like, okay, like that was a fine idea, but it was less exciting. And so we're going to nix it and not have it come back. Or if somebody getting immunity from it, like is super exciting. And so they're like, okay, that was like worth all of this. Let's keep it around.
0: I could see them doing something where it's like, okay, come like, People have been using it a lot more this season. Come merge, we're going to make it a one in five chance or a one in four chance or something like that. Um, And like up the odds so that it actually saves someone and becomes better television. I did see, because I, the ringer has been like, why do we think that uh, it's been used like so much this season when it was only used once ever last season? And I saw a tweet from Ricard that said like we worked so hard last season to not let people know that they were on the chopping block because we didn't like, we avoided the shot in the dark constantly. Mm. Every vote we like tried really hard to make sure that they didn't like that. They felt safe Yeah, because we did not want the shot in the dark played.
1: Well, I think some of it is also because of something you mentioned like back in like the first or second episode of, this tribe knows that last season had the shot in the dark, but don't know how much it got used. And so just because they heard of it, they might be thinking like, oh, this is probably something they did all the time. So like, we should be doing it too. Like something like that. Yeah. Um, Still, it's
0: been every vote out except for last episode.
1: Yeah. Except for one, we're four episodes in and we've seen it three times. Um, Yeah. But in every time, like the person using it should have used it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: um like yeah it wasn't like anybody used it and then found out that they lost by like one vote or something and got screwed over that way like and
0: the one that it didn't like lydia and jenny both needed their votes they couldn't give up their vote for the shot in the dark
1: yeah so it's been played perfectly i guess so far this season yeah um so swati gets voted out three one which i think is like the 40th time that's happened um it's our first non-votagami in a while, just because of the shot in the dark causing some weird stuff to happen. Um, and they give us a preview for next week, which we talked about a little bit. Um, some stuff with like Rock Roy saying his social game isn't good. Um, they have a shot of Jonathan using the machete pretty close to Marianne, which scares her. I think that's probably like made up drama. Like that's not going to actually be real drama. Yeah, um daniel's somebody mentions about daniel swimming with a dislocated arm i don't know if that means his arm is dislocated again or they're just saying like it's still like sore so maybe he shouldn't be out there swimming and fishing i I think it was
0: more that of like maybe he's been like complaining about an injury but maybe he's not actually
1: yeah that might be fine
0: and he's like milking it a little bit
1: yeah it shows that high once daniel gone which is not new information so Um, We'll see as a quick rundown. I don't remember if I did, I think I probably did last week of all the stuff that's still active. We didn't really get any of it this week because most of the people that have this stuff weren't at Tribal Council. But um, Drea, Lindsay, and hi all have the advantage amulet amulet from the very beginning that won't activate until they're all like joined together at a merge. Um, Mike has the be weird.
0: Don't, sorry, we mentioned when they got that in the first episode, like, oh, we probably just won't hear about this until the merge again, which. Is accurate. They've just like have not talked about it, but they haven't even they like whenever Drea is giving a confessional, they'll put like Drea has an extra vote, and they just don't even put the advantage amulet there.
1: Probably because it would be too hard to explain in a little thing. Like, what are they going to put? Like, has advantage amulet, but it can't be used until like it just has like I don't know what they. Yeah, that's true. So like because she has it, but it is of no value right now. Actually, that's probably why they don't put it on the screen. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Mike has the bidware advantage, which means he doesn't have any votes at tribal council right now. Same thing with Marianne, even though she also has an extra vote, but she can't use it because she can't vote right now. And then Drea has an extra vote and Omer does not have a vote as is at his next tribal council whenever that happened.
0: Oh, um, yeah. I forgot about that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that would be an easy one to forget about. And hopefully he doesn't and like happens to show up at tribal council and be like, oh, shoot. um. Cause their tribe is only down to four people. So like a single vote out of four people is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, especially especially with him and Marianne Jonathan can't vote. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that yeah. Cause that tribe would just be Lindsay and Jonathan would be the only ones that could vote. Um, uh, yeah. So um let's talk fantasy and then we'll do all our like prediction stuff. Um, so we lost Swati, which Patrick was the only one that had her on his fantasy team. So at this point, me, Patrick, and Katie all have lost three people. And Bianca has lost four people, which really just all around is not a great showing from us. Only four episodes in. But hey, that's where we're at. Uh, it, uh,
0: this is the first time that the person voted out was not on Bianca's team.
1: But it's true. The penny curse has been broken.
0: The penny curse.
1: Um, we, I love you, mom. We need to pick. I didn't a, say it don't be mad at me we need to pick a mvp yeah we do
0: um
1: Uh, i'm ready yeah i'm ready still i was gonna change it but i think i'll stick with what i my original thought was
0: um man i think i know your original thought and why you were going to change it and why you stuck with it
1: i am going to do someone else three Three, two two, one jonathan hi yeah so jonathan just because he like he initially popped in my head because he like We talked a lot already this episode about how he dominated challenges. The other contestants on the show also talked about how he dominated challenges. They called him a Goliath and Thor. So like gotta give it to him. I almost thought about switching it to Tori because she was on the chopping block and was able to like shift stuff around and make it so she didn't get sent home. But she also like was on the chopping block and lost challenges and so.
0: And it's kind of still on the chopping block, just like not as immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about Tori too. I also thought about Jonathan, but Jonathan kind of pissed off his tribe by saying they were a type four. That's true. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to not do that. Uh, I also thought about Romeo because he like kind of orchestrated the whole vote this week. I chose high because they won their challenge. So that's a big win, but they, uh, he like kind of is now in control of Vati um, when he was like going to be the next out mm-hmm. and he has like swapped that and developed a good alliance with uh Mike and yeah, I think Kai is in a really good spot after.
1: Yeah. So that puts uh, our rankings are I'm in the lead followed by Patrick, Katie, and then Bianca. Um, I did talk to I guess I didn't talk to Katie about this talk to Bianca she does not have interest in writing a song if she is the person who loses so it might just be between the two of us whoever does better or worse okay Um. all right so predictions last week um, we predicted I predicted Marianne would be voted out Patrick predicted Romeo uh, Patrick was closer but we were both wrong um, we both predicted Tori would say vibe of the tribe we're close like adjacent to that
0: yeah uh uh-huh uh
1: but still wrong um
0: one thing that i'm realizing as we mentioned by the tribe uh that we didn't talk about at tribal council was jeff asks what is the vibe of this tribe and there's like five or ten seconds of silence while Mm -hmm. drea is just like thinking how to answer that question
1: yeah well it's like I mean, some of that is probably combined with the fact that there wasn't much of a vibe of the tribe, but she also has to, like, think of the political way to answer the question of, like, some yeah. stuff. Uh, I also forgot to mention with Swati getting voted off, she was the youngest contestant uh, this season. She was only 19 years old. Uh,
0: Who's the youngest now? Marianne? Um, let's
1: see. Tori's 25. Lydia's 22. Oh, Lydia. It's Lydia me. is twenty-two, and then Marianne is twenty-four. Um, yeah, so we need to try to predict who's going to get voted out next.
0: Um, I am going to say Marianne.
1: Ooh, is that the so maybe the machete business is not all show. It's going to actually cause some stuff.
0: Uh, no, I don't think it's to like, cause anything. But I think that uh, maybe maybe like your prediction of they'll do something that's a little bit less physical mm-hmm. and then Taku will lose. And I think that just generally Marianne is on the bottom of that tribe. Essentially.
1: I'm going to say Chanel. Um Just if that tribe goes as much as Daniel sucks, He sucks so bad that he's not a threat. They don't need to actually get rid of him right away. I thought about Mike, but I think Chanel, High will probably view Chanel as the biggest threat on that tribe. And so he's going to, he would orchestrate to get rid of her.
0: I, yep, I think that's true. And I think that High and Mike are good. Like, I think it would be between Chanel and Daniel. I almost said (laughs)
1: Chanel. I thought about Mike just because, yeah. But yeah, I think Chanel, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. And then next week's episode is called I'm Survivor Rich. Which you predicted last week already for this one that that might be Marianne that says that, which I think is a good guess.
0: Yeah, I am going to say that.
1: Just for trying to say something different, I'm going to say Drea because she also has like the same amount of stuff Marianne does. Even though one of those things is her advantage amulet, which doesn't actually like factor into anything right now. But that's what I'll say. Uh, you, uh, you
0: sure you don't want to want to you don't want to guess that it's just Rich saying it.
1: Yeah, I'm Survivor Rich. It's Jeff doing a survivor rich impression.
0: Maybe uh <laughs> maybe someone just like starts walking around naked and it's like, you know, I'm survivor
1: rich. Oh, maybe that could be. That would be funny. Uh our final three, I have had for every episode Dre, Tori, and hi They're all still active, so I'm not changing that up. Patrick switched it up last week to Dre, Omar, and hi who are all still I'm, alive. I'm keeping that. Um, and then Katie and Bianca from the beginning had Jonathan, Mike, and Jenny, and so other than Jenny, they still have Jonathan and Mike alive, and I think still they're both still fans of both of them. I think so that works out. Um, you thought they hadn't
0: been watching the episodes?
1: No, but we've like been talking about it, and I showed them Jonathan's just like domination last night. Um, all right, anything else? Do we have any mail? We don't, unless like nice. it came while we were recording. Wait, I got one. Literally an email that just came in 30 minutes ago. Not from mom. Wow. Okay. So before we close out, we got some listener mail. Uh, This is from a Maya H. Huh? Uh, We had a, we had a Maya H. That was a guest on the show once. Yeah. Might be her. Uh, She says at my high school, there's a thing called senior survivor. Basically seniors get into groups of two. If they choose to do it and set up tables all over the school and sell food and drinks like popcorn, brownies, cookies, some people had crock pots of mac and cheese. There was a root beer float stand. There was a stand with whole pies. Everyone else buys stuff from those stands. And at the end of the first day, the stand that made the least money has to leave. The ones who stay have to sleep in tents in the library overnight and there are activities and games set up by student council. This continues for three days. And at the end of the third day, the group that made the most money gets to donate um, to a charity of their choice. I'm pretty sure that one that one was an iced coffee slash muffin stand that donated to the human trafficking relief fund. Some of the stands were making three to five hundred dollars per day. So there was a what? lot. So there was a lot raised by this event.
0: That's a a really cool thing to yeah. do, and b so much money.
1: Wow, that is super cool, and not where I thought her email was going. I thought it was going to be in like the more like senior assassin game that people play, like seniors play every year. Yeah, that's Um, what I thought it
0: was going to. Yeah. No,
1: that's super cool of like a competition set up, but it's all just for raising money to go to charity. I like that idea a lot. That's cool.
0: Yeah. You you said money a little bit weird. You said Monet. And uh, I was imagining them just like raising money to auction off pieces of art by Monet.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, So thanks for that email, uh, Maya H., um, other listeners, if you want to email in thoughts, questions, your own survivor, surpriser instances in real life, email us at at podcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at tribal council20. Um I I don't know why this just popped into my head, but so many other podcasts end with plugs. Do you got anything you want to plug with Patrick? Uh I can go first. I want to plug, I'm super late on this, but uh, I want to plug the movie Encanto. It's so good. I just watched it for the first time this week after like being pestered by one of my friends to watch it. And I finally like just did it. And I regret waiting so long. It's a really good movie. Check it out. The
0: music's amazing. It is a great movie. We, we have that movie on often at our house. Uh, and yeah, we have... Um, this is not a plug, but it's just a cute thing that hopefully uh you'll get to see it at some point hopefully he's still doing it next time you see him but uh our son will shake his head whenever we go no 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 <laughs> and so when we sing that song of we don't talk about brew no 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 he like shakes his head no 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 oh, and oh, it is good. very cute that's great uh i'm gonna plug the movie coda
1: which is uh, one to watch it yeah
0: it is one best picture. And we watched it when it like came out on Apple TV Plus, like before award season, like probably in the summer. Uh and then like really enjoyed it. And I really, really like it and was but was like kind of surprised when it was up for a lot of awards because it is not a like uh it does not feel like an Oscar-y movie in the way that like a lot of boring Oscary movies kind of feel Oscar-y, you know? Like I like mm-hmm. a good like film but uh you know i just because it won best picture it does not mean that it is like a boring oscar movie you know speaking of
1: speaking of apple tv plus another plug check out the show severance if nobody's watching that very good show very weird some like mystery elements trying to figure out like what's going on highly recommend it got great cast patricia arquette john Adam Scott other or christopher walken like it's great
0: christopher walken yeah okay i'm like three episodes in and i have not seen christopher walken
1: oh you're very close to meeting christopher walken then okay (laughs) he's great uh all right cool um i think it's time to wrap it up because you know uh as always on the tribe i don't i i don't remember what i say right now Uh, uh, oh, uh, this is Chris signing off.
0: Yeah. This is Patrick.
1: And the tribe has spoken.
0: As always, on the tribe.
1: I was gonna do like as always, the tribe has spoken, and I was like, wait, no, I think there's stuff I have to say before that.
0: Yeah, there is. It's because you always say you, you threw in the uh, plugs. Yeah. So it's nice like, contact us on these things. This is Chris signing off. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>